Hello, and welcome to Mac and Cheese Movies. And on our second Pepsi, she's worried she might wet the bed, it's Shannon Coppage! Yeah, just call me Fuller. <laughs> I'll sleep in the other room. With there us today, with, with us today in the snowing weekend in our pajamas, there's a rumor she wears dinosaur pajamas, it's Emily Kincaid! <laughs> So today our mac and cheese movie is Home Alone, complete with an ice cream tower, Pepsis, and a cheese plus pizza just for us. Cheese plus. We, you know what? We're adults. We don't eat cheese pizza. No. We need a little bit more than that. So we had a, a veggie pizza for Emily, and then we put some jalapenos. Veggie? Like her pizza was really good. I had a piece of her pizza. It was vegan, but it had like it had cheese, a vegan cheese. The cheese was good. It had like other stuff on it. It was very tasty. Oh, I'm glad this is all being mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I can stay in the Wichita Falls area, vegan group on Facebook. <laughs> um, didn't corrupt her. <laughs> so let's talk about our movie. Let's talk about our history of the 1990 holiday classic. Shannon, what do you remember about this movie? Was this a staple in your home? Tell me. We watch this every year. Okay, this is like the Christmas version of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> we watched it every year. <laughs> we we would watch Home Alone, and if we had time, maybe Home Alone too. You know, those those were our staples. We didn't watch like It's a Wonderful Life or any of the the real classics. We we're like Macaulay Culkin. Yay! If your dad is any character in this movie, what character is he? My dad going to be listening to this podcast is my first question. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is Maybe it, like a, a mix between like Frank and the dad. Frank and John Like, you know, they're like, no, that's for dinner. We're saving that. And he's like, here you go, kids. <laughs> I don't feel like your dad would have traveler's checks. Definitely not. However, my dad wasn't taking us to Paris, so this was not a question we ever had to deal with. <laughs> what, what about you, Emily? What is your relationship to Home Alone? Oh, goodness. Like, definitely watching it as a child. I'd say this and Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation were the um, staples in the household. Maybe like some old school Grinch. Too old for the uh, the new Grinch. Yes. Not to, not to give away my age. <laughs> I was the new Grinch watching that was like the last 10 years. The animated series. You're not 10 years or younger. <laughs> I'm like 17. Oh, no. Oh, no. I saw a sneak preview of Home Alone with my dad. A sneak preview? <laughs> yeah. Where where was the sneak preview? It was at Century City Theater. Uh, um, so before the movie's like a major release, you know, we not knowing a whole lot about it. What did that look like? What did the sneak preview of Home Alone look like? Like what were they showing in that? It was the whole film. It's the whole film. It's the whole film sneak preview. It's like oh, this, yeah. oh, okay, so not like a preview. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's like the sneak preview. Of the entire movie. Yeah, that's what they call it, the sneak oh. preview before oh, it comes out. How do you do they used that? to they used to do that I've a lot more. A sneak preview. They used to do that a whole lot more. I don't think they're doing that as much. I mean, now. who would they do that for? It, who it, are you? That they you would just, they would just be in the newspaper preview. sneak preview for Home Alone Saturday night. You know, something how like that. How much was it? Like a regular same, movie price? Same price. The same price. Were you had or something? This, that, this does not sound like a real thing. I know, I know. This sounds like ridiculous. I remember like Scotty talking about other like 
sneak previews, but it'd only be like if you had like lots of money. Okay. That's what it felt like. Anyway, anyway. So probably not. Yeah. Kevin McAllister and his like not really talked about wealthy nature. (laughs) So anyway, the movie looks fun. They're like, I mean, you know, no one knew it was going to be this huge juggernaut and the star-making performance from Macaulay Culkin. And the climax of the film, you know, I can't remember a whole theater just, like, laughing that much just over and over. Like, really, any movie since. Um, and it felt like everyone saw it, and this is the 80s. We had huge movies, you know. We had Indiana Jones. We had, you know, Return of the Jedi. We had Ghostbusters. But this is something that it felt like... It beat it all. Everybody saw, and, like, <laughs> even those lame kids who couldn't see PG-13 movies... They everyone saw Home Alone. Like me, I wasn't allowed to watch PG thirteen movies. Um, We're gonna protect her. <laughs> Worked out well. Yeah. So Home Alone was something that everyone loved. You know, there was no hipster backlash. Like, oh, Home Alone doesn't work for me. Everyone loved it. Um, is this your favorite Christmas movie? And if it isn't, what is? Yes, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Um, Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation might ever so slightly be it. It's great. For me. It's great. Yeah. Yep. I think for me it might be Die, die Hard. I think it's Die Hard. <laughs> it's Die Hard. Uh, there, there's still like a lot of, you know, back and forth as to whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but I'm glad we got to bring that up right now. <laughs> so, you know, we had, we had our pizza, we watched it. Does this movie still hold up? What holds up with this movie? Yes. Every, well... Well, <laughs> yes, this movie holds up. Things that don't hold up are like, I don't know. She calls the cops and like, hey, can you go check on my son who's home alone? And they're like, yeah, I guess. You know, after a very long period of time, people would have been flipping out. There would have been like radio deals and like stuff on the news. Hey, why doesn't that cop bust open the door? Because, I mean, he could be hurt. He could be dead we don't know they just are like no no one's here crap about this kid they're just like he'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah yeah basically there's everybody's like blase like yeah this seems real that 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 pepsi was great that pepsi That Pepsi's really good to me but yeah no he'll be fine he's got this I mean, this is going to be a real short podcast. They're all real bored. They're very bored. You know, when she calls the cops and she's like, ah, I'm going to talk to these people. And he's like, oh, have they choked on something? Has a family member sexually molested them? He sounds so bored about all that, you know, which is sad because that is, that is very, you know, common. However, <laughs> our, our current, um, entertainment would be like this is the worst thing in the world and we need to like take them away from their parents cps would have been involved you know you left your kid at home when you went to france you know also were people just less into kids in the 80s and 90s perhaps maybe even more so 60s and 70s they were now i think so we've lived to like everyone's way into like they're like tiny little gods so we all love the film and just talking about how much we love it would be a short podcast so i wanted to talk about the making of it the casting and some other things um problems we have in the film in, well in, in 2012 the home alone house sold um for 1.58 million dollars and it was on the market for like two million dollars 
and this is, this is from, according to Huffington Post, the iconic suburban Chicago home that played a pivotal role in the 1990 John Hughes blockbuster Home Alone has sold after nearly a year on the market. Chicago Tribune reports that the 4,250-square-foot, three-story Winnetka, Illinois home sold for $1.58 million, a relative bargain when compared to its original listing price of $2.4 million on Thursday. The house was most recently listed for $1.95 million. The red brick Georgian-style home was built in the 1920s and features four ensuite bedrooms, including the attic bedroom, a dormered and finished retreat with numerous nooks and crannies, and two grand suites. So it had five bedrooms that had ensuite bathrooms, including the attic. The attic had its own bathroom. You know, when I saw that attic, I did not think like, hey, that attic looks like it has its own bathroom. You know, like, I could live here. So, so would you guys buy this home, either as a piece of movie memorabilia or just in general? I mean, you mean like if we had $2 million? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I feel like I would totally buy this house. I mean, we don't, yeah. me and Shannon and Rizzo don't need this house. But like, I think... I mean, if this house was in Wichita Falls, and they filmed this in Wichita Falls, and we had $2 million, and all the other deals that would maybe come in between us buying this home, you mean if the, or, all or, that or if, real? Or if we were moving to Winnetka, Illinois. Winnetka. <laughs> is, that, is that how you say that? It's W-I-N-N-E-T-K-A. I don't know. I feel like that could be true. So anyway, so anyway <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, would you buy this house? Would you buy this house and flip it? What are you thinking? Um, no. Do we need that much space? It's you and me and Rizzo, you know? Like, we take up, like, one bedroom plus a living room and a kitchen. We don't even really use the rest of our house that we have now. And it's not over 4,000 square feet. Um, but, yeah. No, I don't I don't know that I would buy this house. And maybe, like, pay for a $10 tour to go through this house. <laughs> to know some Yeah. What about for Airbnb yeah, well, you know, you do have that basement. You do have that basement. Um, you have the you attic have the access. The home alone you do, you do. But I mean, like, if you're living there, maybe you live in the basement. You like mm-hmm. make that all nice. You live there, and then you like rent out everything above it. But still, how many people are coming to whatever town you just said? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I don't know how big of a tourist destination that is. <laughs> okay. Although there are a lot of very wealthy people there. Apparently there's like some really high paying jobs in that town. Apparently. <laughs> so next question. When you were 10 years old, if you were left home alone, how would you spend that time? And how would you spend that time now? And how would you defend the two burglars? I would be reading. <laughs> I would read a lot uh, and that'd be about it I don't feel like the burglars would even know I was there because I wouldn't leave the house <laughs> he's like going and doing all this stuff he's going to church he's going to buy a toothbrush shoplifting a toothbrush shoplifting a toothbrush you know like he's asking ridiculous questions that I haven't asked as an adult like does the American Dental Association like endorse this toothbrush what the hell how did you even know that a thing like that exists? I didn't even know that a thing like that exists now. I feel like you just made that up. Um, but yeah. No, he went grocery shopping. No, I mean, they have this huge house, huge family. You don't need that many groceries. Mm-hmm. There are probably a billion groceries in that house. You could have just like lived there for a year and not ever gone outside. <laughs> for a year. For a year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that pantry is probably just overflowing. I mean, yes, towards the end, you're eating like 
rice with like <laughs> I don't know, salt you're, sprinkled you're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was there for like a few days. Few days. And he, and he went and got and some like, laundry to church. He's getting laundry to church and like TV dinners and stuff. And it was like, what? They didn't have anything? You figured out how to use a laundry, you know? Like, you, you can't figure out how to make like rice and beans out of what's in the pantry. Well, that wouldn't be fun. That wouldn't go with the, all the creative things we have in this movie that he does. Sure. Sure. Well, the, the see, and what my point is, because you're asking me, like, what would I have done? Okay, had he not done all these, like, little outings, the burglars would have never known he was there. They would have just been like, there are adults living here, we're not touching that. You're talking about, like, saying, like grinding it out for a year, like we're in some post-apocalyptic situation. And, and what I'm saying is, he didn't have to wait for a year. They were there in, like, a few days. So, you know, if he'd just been like, I don't know, sledding through the house for a few more days. No one would have ever known. He could have closed that garage door. Okay, question. <laughs> <laughs> I know the wet bandits are just probably like regular thieves, but is there something else in that house that isn't mentioned in the movie? Um, you know, they're super rich. Is there is is the father dirty? Do you think there's some bear bonds or anything in that house the wet bandits have their eyes on? No. There's well, what is going on, though? Because, like, we were saying, all of this for some VCRs. But they were like, no, <laughs> this is our, like, silver trout or whatever fish metaphor they use. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they were like, there's, like, TVs, there's stereos, because apparently those were worth a lot more back in the day as opposed to now. I mean, they said that. They said that straight out. Apparently, none of the other houses, the fancy houses, on the street have that. They have, like, I don't know what they're doing in the house. Playing cards? <laughs> Which also makes me think of how much easier it is to rob someone today. Electronics are so much smaller. They are. Like, to, to get a stereo back in the day? Are they worth as much, though? It's a lot cheaper Ooh, to get all that stuff. Point, you know? Like, yeah, it's larger. It's... More cumbersome. How You need like a dolly to get that stereo out of the like house in so 1990. so much more expensive to, I mean, so much rarer for people to have that. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, you know, Black Friday, you go and you like smuggle that out. I don't know. Smuggle that out. <laughs> people do that. Have you not seen that? Where like someone will have that like under their dress and they're just kind of like waddling out of the store. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they're not doing that on a regular day. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Who question? Who is the best adult performance in this film? Frank. Oh, I think for the burglars, hands down. I like Frank. <laughs> Frank is, for his brief He's such a dick. Yeah, you know exactly who Frank is. Yes. You know? Frank is not trying to be anybody better than what he is. He's like, <laughs> no, he's not pretending. <laughs> I think John Candy's great in this. John Candy is great. I think Catherine O'Hara, the mother, is great in this. Like, she's the heart, doing everything to get back home. The dad's not doing that. No. Even though he does get home yeah, three seconds later. the dad is more rational. I don't, I don't think we can be like, we know how this ends. You know, they all get there at the same time. And at the beginning, he's like, hey, there's not another flight out for two days. And she's like, I'm not leaving this airport. And it takes her at least two days to get home, you know? Like, he was just being rational. He's being practical. 
Is pragmatist. That what you're doing, <clears throat> I feel you're like yes. Like, I feel like yes. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna be like okay. What what were the top five things we wanted to do in Paris? We gotta get it done in two days. <laughs> because you know what? We're probably never getting back here. Hey, one of those is to read a book in a bedroom. Yeah, yeah. No, that that was what I wanted to do if I was like home alone as a child. But yeah, sure. I want to read a book in Paris in a room also. That room is probably going to add so much more to my experience. <laughs> okay, so we have Chris Columbus, who wrote The, Go- the Goonies and Gremlins and directed the first two Harry Potter films and this. We have John Hughes writing the script and producing. We have Macaulay Culkin. Who is the MVP of this movie? Mm, why don't you answer that first? Yeah. Uh, I think John Hughes, yeah. is the script is why this movie works. You know, and... Looking at it, when we think of John Hughes, we think of all these teen films, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller. But he continued to direct some, but was like really, more than anything, a prolific writer. And it's interesting. So Home Alone is this huge success, $285 million, which is a lot now. But in 1990, that is huge. How much did it cost them to make them? Probably less than $10 million, probably. probably. It's like, like, do we not know? We know how much it made. Well, I mean, none of those actors are going to be making like anything. Also, yeah. when was this movie made? You know, like probably eighty nine, yeah. So, um, as a result, Hollywood rushes to make like all of these movies centered around kids because mm. I think it's going to be the next big hit. Um, so, just in the next few years, we have like Little Rascals, we have Dennis the Menace, Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, all of those are amazing. Um, Problem Child, <laughs> Blank Check, <laughs> The Sandlot, <laughs> The Mighty Ducks, <laughs> Baby's Day Out. Free Willy, Man in the House, Curly Sue, which is written and directed by John Hughes. But none of these movies were like these huge hits and definitely not like Home Alone level. I feel like Macaulay Culkin was like the the MVP in this, you know? Because you said like he got this role because he could actually remember stuff. He had a good memory, you know? There were... Or did you say that? Emily said that. You said that. He said that. Yes. Right, because he had a good memory and he mm-hmm. could remember his lines. But it wasn't just remembering his lines because we've all we've all seen the first Harry Potter. We're just like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, I was expecting so much more, and these these kids kind of suck. You know, like yeah. they remember their lines. However, it was slightly <laughs> these wooden. kids kind of sucks. I mean, they picked the best kids in Harry Potter. Sure, they were able to go for like for ten years of movies. However, like you saw all the movies, did was it as amazing as when you finally read them all? No, no. Uh-huh. But let me get back to John Hughes for a second. <laughs> <laughs> After Home Alone, John Hughes goes on to write Dutch, Curly Sue, Beethoven, Dennis the Menace, Baby's Day Out, Miracle on 34th Street, 101 Dalmatians, Flubber, and Home Alone 3. Flubber? And Flubber. What? You did Flubber? I loved Flubber. So <laughs> he spent oh, his 90s Williams. doing this. Do y'all... Obviously, Shannon loves Flubber. Um, <laughs> are there any any of those movies like post Home Alone that you guys that you guys loved that John Hughes wrote? The Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I liked other movies that what you just mentioned. Curly I loved Curly, I Sue. Curly Sue. That was great. Those are great movies. However, I think like one thing that you can say that these movies did not have was a seasonal mm-hmm. like kind of deal. You know, because like. Are we gonna? Am I gonna watch Curly Sue every year? No. But am I gonna watch Home Alone? What's the difference between these two? 
Home Alone is like a Christmas movie. So like Christmas comes around and it's just like, oh, well, we'll watch Home Alone. You know, there's not a time of year where I'm just like, oh, it's curly suit time. You know? I think, well, I think the question is, you know, John Hughes, he had even like done some adult movies like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. She's having a baby. You know, Uncle Buck. What, I mean, I feel bad that he spent 10 years of like his prime doing all these kid movies when he could have been doing other things. No, but John Hughes, like, I feel like his strength was in, like, the magic. You know, there's so much more magic when you're a kid. Before you're 18, you know, it's like all of these other movies, you know, they're not just for kids, but they're before you become an adult. You know, those experiences that you have before you're an adult. You know, there's a lot of magic just in that. And we all remember that. We all remember those times. We remember those firsts. All of that. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that's where his strength lied. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Maybe he wouldn't, like, even though he didn't reach um, Home Alone success again, maybe if he had just written adult movies, they wouldn't be yeah. as good as those others. Yeah. And when we say adult movies, it makes it sound like we're, he's writing yeah. sexy movies. <laughs> Triple X. That's what I meant. Only after midnight. <laughs> okay. So Macaulay Culkin has to, you know, he has to make the movie work because he's the main character who's like really a lot of so much screen time. For an eight-year-old. <clears throat> they wanted him because he'd been an Uncle Buck, but they auditioned hundreds of kids to make sure he was perfect. Um, so he makes this movie. The next year he's in My Girl. He does Home Alone 2. Oh, my girl. He's the evil kid in The Good Son. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that one. <clears throat> Elijah Woods. It's good. Oh. After this two-year period, he does Getting Even with Dad with Ted Danson. I also don't remember. Um, he does Richie Rich, The Page I Master. I remember both of those. Um, so he, he, at this point, he's making four to eight million a year, like a movie. So, but then he stops acting. Um, his family life was difficult. His parents were breaking up. All kinds of turmoil. Are his parents like taking all of his money. <clears throat> I don't know what was happening. I think that that was a very common thing at the time. With like so child I actors. So I don't know. Parents quit their job and like you're my job now. <laughs> you're making what? eight million dollars a year. What are we gonna do with this forty thousand dollar a year job I'm doing right now? Yeah. What do you? What, what do you? Didn't you have some interesting thoughts or insights on that, Emily? Yeah, um, basically just, I, I follow Macaulay Culkin at Sentinels. I'm, I'm like proud to say that. That feels kind of like something you say at like a support group. <laughs> 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 if you even like peripherally seen like what's going on with them, there's clearly been some hard times. Yeah. Um, he seems in a good place now. He's engaged to burn a song, so Disney Channel came. <laughs> Which I'm the only person in this room uh, who knows what that means for his own life. But she's uh, we know what Disney Channel fame means. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, burn a song. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he involved with Mila Kunis for a while? Mila Kunis, yeah. They dated for like a decade before wow. she uh, married Ashton Kutcher. Oh, so. yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, he's really like, he's actually interesting and funny, but he likes to do a lot of like... Uh, off the grid type projects now and things. Well, like, can you blame him? He was completely off the right. grid as a child. <laughs> yeah, oh, one interesting thing I've heard is he said that he was offered a role on what's the. Is nerd? it Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory. Like, I feel like he would be great on that show. Yeah, he'd be great, but he said they came to him like five times. He doesn't find the show funny or interesting. It's mm-hmm. such a funny show. Yeah, and he said they keep coming back to him with more and more money. And he 
It's like, I'm just, but apparently he has enough money. And Scotty and I talked a little bit about this, like how much money could he have? Right. But he's like, I am not interested and I don't need the money. So I mean, if he put that in like the right mutual funds and the right. You know, how many eight year olds do you know <laughs> that are just like, you know what? We need to get this in a. In a investment portfolio stack. With, with the know, irresponsible like, parents with a million with the children. irresponsible yeah. parents, you know? I mean, I don't know how much that was really happening. Um, but yeah, you know. What, what movies do you think you would have liked to have seen him in as he got older if he didn't stop acting? Like, I mean, could he have been in Scream? You know, The Faculty, Can't Hardly Wait. And would you have wanted to see him in any of those movies? Varsity Blues. He, like, okay, so can we just talk about how weird he started looking when he, like, got older? Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been great in Scream, because I would have been scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's you know? Like, <laughs> or, or no, not as the murderer, but it would have been, like, the one that you thought was the murderer. Right. You'd be like, ah, oh, it looks The older. guy who's like, I'll be right back! Uh, Matthew Lillard. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I actually think, even as a child, like, he seemed like a legitimately <coughs> good actor. Mm-hmm. Beyond, like, I can memorize this yes, and read it. He did. So I would want to see him even in better movies. Absolutely. He could have taken a, like, Leonardo DiCaprio path. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I think he could have. I um, think so. But I think instead he went off the grid. Uh-huh. And got married. He got married at a really. He young got married age. when he was like eighteen or something. Right, yeah. and mm-hmm. then yeah. Wow. So what he's done instead is like indie films and things. Mm-hmm. I thought, but I feel like he could have gotten like well-written things. So like mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio movies, basically. Right. I think that's the best way. Yeah. 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 Although he didn't keep the he pretty, use that he didn't keep the pretty like Leo did for so no, long. No, no. Did you say keep the pretty? Keep the pretty. <laughs> Leo's I have so a whole pretty. theory about Leonardo. I think that he was like appealed to women as a young man. Then he had this period where he was like in the departed and stuff. I call that the guy time. <laughs> and then like maybe Great Gatsby. The women were like, he's back. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God he's back. And then, <laughs> then what's what's the rev what's the revenant then? Oh, what is that one? Shannon, what do you think? I can't uh, really picture him. I think that's a guy. So I think it's a revenant. Well, but I mean it's both. I feel like it's both because Was there's the like some question? like there's some like romance and whatnot in that movie. Um, so you kind of get from both sides. There's mm-hmm. a lot of drama and action, um, but there's also romance. So you, I think you've got both. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it probably, like the, that actual movie probably appealed more to men than it did to women. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to talk about who our second choice for Kevin McAllister would be. Ooh. If we didn't have, if we didn't <laughs> oh have Macaulay Culkin, oh I'm going to give you some names. I'm going to give you some names. I'm going to give you some names. Oh, yeah. Um, Edward Furlong, who was about to be in Terminator Two at the time. Okay. 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 Do we want him like some rebel kid? You know, um, getting money at the ATM, being mean to his parents, and riding off his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Do we want Elijah Wood, oh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, oh, Joseph. Fred Savage, <gasps> Joshua Jackson? Okay. I don't know. I think that I think that's really like a like pretty Fred good Savage. list. I like Fred Savage. I feel like Fred Savage would be pretty good. I agree too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has the like, oh geez, and then the like innocent, oh, the innocent like, whoops, <clears throat> kind of yeah. look. You know, I think it's a different movie if it's like bad kid. Yeah, yeah. 
Which I feel like the other, the, like, Terminator kid, you probably could have done, you know, you just dress him up in some better clothes. and Not, not public enemy t-shirts. Not public <laughs> enemy t-shirts and not be like, I hate you, mom. But, like, <clears throat> be like, I hate you, mom, but in a sweeter way. Like, I hate you. I never want to see you again, you know. <laughs> um, that's a more innocent. E- even even you. when he's, even when Macaulay Culkin has those scenes, oh. you still, like, are with him. And you, right. he's, he's still. Because you see him as, like, yourself as a child. Where you're just, like, trying to be, like, nobody likes me. Nobody's taking care of, you know. Like, <laughs> I hate everybody. Yeah. And it's more just a dramatic thing than anything else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, do we have any closing thoughts on Home Alone? Hmm. Probably about to go in a food coma from like my ice cream tower mm-hmm. and uh, Pepsi and pizza and wine. And wine, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in the movie, but we added it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't drink any wine. He doesn't drink any wine because we didn't have one of the bad boys playing this movie. <laughs> Maybe we could have gone a different direction. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for us this weekend on Mac and Cheese Movies. You can email us at macandcheesemovies at gmail.com. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Have a good weekend, everyone. <laughs>